the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello and welcome to Bizburg. I'm your host, John Hall. Today, the program is sponsored by City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. You can find City Mission online at citymission.org or by calling the ministry at 724-222-8530. That's City Mission at 724-222-8530. I'm always happy to welcome my friend, Dean Gartland. Dean is the president and the CEO of City Mission. And a story, Dean, that uh, just goes on one person after another. And, and I'm greatly encouraged to think of 1941, and here we are in 2020, and how many thousands of men and women and families have been affected by the work that City Mission does. Oh, it's a fantastic history of, of this ministry and all that has been accomplished and, and the amount of people that have walked through the doors of this ministry um, whose lives today have been changed and transformed and who are living a whole a whole better life, a whole new life uh, than what they had when they before they walked through these doors. And to me, uh, that's what encourages me uh, quite a bit. And uh, it's what helps me get up every morning and uh, do what I do because uh, of the lives that God has called us to serve. And so it's a great privilege uh, for me uh, to be in this position and be in this role and to be able to help this ministry grow, expand, to reach more people, uh, to uh, uh, address the issues that the community faces when it comes to uh, drug addiction and alcoholism and all of the other ills that many of the men and women walk through our doors that uh, they carry with them. Uh, but here at the mission, they're going to have that opportunity uh, to really take a look at themselves, challenge what their beliefs have been when, uh, prior to coming in here, uh, but they actually get a chance to take a look at their, their life in relation to their uh, uh, relationship with God, because that's one of the uh, elements and one of the aspects of, of living a life so apart from God for, all, for many, many years is that you never think that he's interested in you or in what you feel or what you think or even in your life and how you live. But God is deeply interested, deeply interested in every aspect of our lives, and that is something that most people don't don't realize and don't believe or uh, have not come to that knowledge yet. And so, here at the mission, uh, we really want to convey that message that God really does love you and care about you, and He cares about everything that's happening in your life. That's good. That's uh, the central core message of the work that uh, City Mission is doing day to day. Now, Dean, uh, really one of the interesting things about City Mission is that uh, your growth and development has really changed since 1941. Of course, you know, there was a time when I think people thought about uh, work for people in uh, alcoholism recovery, and especially at a, at a shelter where it was primarily men, men who were having serious long-term struggles with alcohol. And so, you know, three hots, three hot meals a day and a cot to lay your head down at nighttime was sort of, you know, the standard for many a decade. However, you know, you've proven that in, in a totally different way where, you know, in the past decades, you've looked at single women coming into the ministry and, of course, women with children as well. Can you speak to that? Because, I mean, 
alcoholism and addiction. It knows no uh, sex boundaries or class boundaries or financial boundaries. It's an equal opportunity offender. But of course, you know, the work that you're doing, um, providing that, uh, that invitation to people to know Jesus and turn their lives around. Uh, I, I love that the idea that, that women and women with children also have a home now at City Mission. Uh, yes, and that's a, uh, and a, again, something that um, probably over the last maybe 15 to 20 years, I think it's been, uh, where more and more women were coming for help, but we didn't really have the facilities to be able uh, to do that. And so I think it was 2003, we were able to open up a, a shelter for women with children. And, um, and, and of course, at that time, we would take women that didn't have children as well. And so uh, they were all in the same facility. <clears throat> it was a challenge, uh, to say the least, uh, that to be able to have that mixed group of, of women and women and the children in the same facility. So one of the elements of one of the aspects of the vision that I had whenever coming here was that we really needed a separate facility uh, for single women and 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 a, and a facility just for women with children. Their needs were different, um, and their life challenges were different, and so uh, they were kind of uh, addressing their issues in their lives a little differently. And so that was one of the things we really worked on. And so over the past uh, several years, we were able to transition uh, the single women without kids into their own facility. And um, and so that they have uh, something very specific in terms of programming that that really uh, centers on their issues, and then the women with children have their own facility now as well. And it's a beautiful facility. We were able to renovate that facility and really make them into single units uh, that the women with kids have, and so they really have. It's almost like a a, a single apartment uh, where they have a bedroom and a kitchen. A bathroom or a little kitchenette, uh, a bathroom and a living area. Um, so it really is uh, almost like an apartment type living uh, because one of my goals was when we were renovating the facility was I didn't want um, the women with kids, I didn't want them feeling like they were in a homeless shelter. I didn't want that to be conveyed. I want them to feel that, you know, that I wanted them to be treated with dignity and respect and to feel the love of Christ, that, that they deserve more and, uh, and to deserve better. And they deserve us as the body of Christ. They, they deserve us to step up to the plate and, and do better. And so when we renovated that facility, we really were able to capture that. And so uh, when the, the moms come in with their kids, uh, they look at where they're moving into, and it's really a uh, a beautiful facility for them. And 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 it, when we first opened that up, uh, it was interesting to hear some of the moms say, "Is this really for me?" Uh, because when they when they were thinking in their mind, they're coming to a homeless shelter. They didn't expect to see uh, and to be treated the way and and to have an environment like they did uh, to walk into. And so. It is something that I'm, I'm very uh, happy and very glad that the body, that people that who support the mission really stepped up to the plate to help us be able to renovate that facility and make it into what it is today. Fabulous. I mean, uh, dignity, right? People are looking for dignity in their lives. And so to invite the stranger in, no matter what condition they're in, and to show them the love of Christ, it changes people's lives forever and ever. 
Uh, Dean, one of the great things that you do as you join us here on the show is that you bring people in who have been part of the program for some time. And uh, today you've you brought a, a resident. Brittany is with us today. And Brittany, um, I'm excited to talk to you. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Real good. Thanks an awful lot. I mean, it's a step out of courage to come and join us on the radio. So so thank you for that. So, Brittany. Oh, um, thank you. It's an honor. <laughs> thank you. Well, I always want to hear people's stories, you know, to hear what happened in their lives, uh, their relationship with uh, drugs or alcohol and uh, and what that was like and uh, what the work that the mission's done and you yourself has done, have done in your own life. So can you go back and you tell us that story from the very beginning? I mean, everybody, I think, who's an alcoholic or an addict has that that remembrance of that, you know, that early romance that they had with alcohol or drugs and, and, you know, what that was like. And, you know, and in my own story as well, I mean, it it is a romance and, you know, you kind of fall in love with the substance and you think, well, you know, life is grand, (laughs) but it really never ends that way. So uh, won't you start us and and tell us your story. Okay. Okay. Um, I came from like my family has like a lot of people in my family have a problem with addiction. So a lot of times, like, my family doesn't even recognize it as a problem. Um, fortunately, like, my, mo- my mom isn't an addict, and she's worked in drug and alcohol um, on and off throughout my life. But I, I was a really good liar, <laughs> and um, so I got away with a lot. Um, my dad passed away um, from an addiction when I was 13, and... Um, you know, I started drinking shortly after and, you know, like, you know, using like weed, like smoking weed and, um, you know, just little stuff. And it progressed really fast, though. And um, uh, so all through high school, I was like the partier and I, I hung out with all the older kids. And um, then, like, right after I graduated, a couple years later, I got arrested and... um with a a bunch of heroin and um, I was clean for a little bit after that. And I had two children. And when I had my, my second child, they gave me um, oxys uh, because I had a C-section. And after that, um, I mean, I mean, there was no, it went from, you know, that one prescription with, like, very few pills to, like, I was shooting heroin weeks later. So, and that, when that happened, um, you know, it progressed within a couple years. I mean, like, I I used every day after after that prescription, I used every single day, and I lost everything. Um, I... Um, before I decided to seek help, I was living in a broken down car in somebody's backyard. Um, and then I, like in 2019 in June, I decided to do something about it. And I went to rehab and I went to, like, I, at that point I didn't have either one of my kids. Um, you know, I, I lost my license in 2013 and, you know, I hadn't even attempted to get it back. I broke all ties with my family. I didn't, you know, I didn't answer the phone. I didn't call them unless I needed something. I, I was just like a, just like a shell of a human. Like I didn't have any kind of, I mean, it was just like I lived to use 
And um, then I, you know, I went to rehab. I I went to like a regular. I went to Gadenzia and Erie, and then um, I went. I got transferred to a women with children rehab. And from there, I did a long-term program. And um, at that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do because I didn't have anything to go back to. There was nothing. There was, like, no home to go to. So, like, um, I heard about a place in Washington that took women with children. But I was only allowed to take one of my kids. And um, I, I was at that place for a couple months, and I relapsed again. And, I mean, I could have gotten away with it. But something, like, in my heart told me, like, just to be honest. And, of course, I got kicked out. And um, I got sent to, like, a real, actual homeless shelter. And it was, like, the worst experience <laughs> I think I've ever, I mean, not, not ever had. But, like, after having the clean time and having the love and support of everybody that was around me. And then going back to that and, like, just, it was, like, back to, like, the streets like everybody was you know using and around me and didn't understand why I was going to meetings still and all that and um I found out about the city mission and you know I called them a couple days in a row and like couldn't get in contact with um Miss Amber who does the women with children the Avis program here and um so I think I I was like there for a week and I just decided I'm going to knock on the door. And I, I went, I started at one end of the campus and knocked on every single door. And it was the last door that I knocked on that Miss Amber answered the door. But I like, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I, I wouldn't knock on my own family's door. So like, it was like way out of my comfort zone. Yeah. But, um, You're so I had a little interview with her right there on the spot and you know, she said that she didn't have any, um, you know, openings available, but she would let me know if anything, you know, came up. And um, she called me the next day and said, you know, I could to come in. And I showed up, and I thought that it was going to be like a second interview to get in. And um, she said, oh, you didn't bring any of your stuff with you? <laughs> and I was just, like, fully, like, in shock because this place is beautiful. And, like, she – like like he had mentioned it's it's not like you don't feel like you're in a in a homeless shelter at all like it's it that doesn't even like cross your mind whenever you look around this place it's it's beautiful and um i just couldn't believe that they gave me the opportunity to come there because i was just broken and i i just i didn't even feel like i deserved a place like this like i just i never in a million years thought i would get into a place like this and i i mean yeah so this place changed my life completely um yeah, so how long have you been sober? Um, since February. Good for you. And then, like, I, I just had that one relapse, and before that, I, I, haven't, had, I haven't touched opiates since um, June 29th, 2019. So. I mean, it's a relief, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Get that monkey off your back. Just get it off me. Yeah. Yeah, and I got here one week before the COVID COVID dropped. So I had one week of like regular programming with all the volunteers and everything. To the next week, um, we were on lockdown, yeah, and good. Good but I mean, it, it turned part. out it turned out okay. It turned out fine. Yeah, 
Okay. So then, I mean, it's a great story because, you know, you see yourself and, you know, I, I love that, you know, even in the midst of your turmoil, you see yourself and you're trying to get that thing, get it off me and trying to get clean and sober. And you've, how many different places you've been to, but here you are at city mission. And like you said, it, you know, there is something different here. So talk about, you know, uh, the program that you're working right now. And especially because Christ is, you know, here at the mission, it's a totally different feel. Your program has got to be totally different. Right. So when I came here, I had only been to church one, one time in my entire life. Wow. So I, my family wasn't, I wasn't brought up in a religious family. Like I was, um, I mean, it was completely foreign. Like, a, yeah. like I didn't have. I've never owned a Bible. I've never anything. So, so I was really uncomfortable. Like, yeah, I bet. Yeah. So you're feeling all these things, like, oh, you know, the world says this. These crazy Christians, this, and so all of a sudden, <laughs> you're you're surrounded right. by it all. But but then, the more I really like sat because like I after I came here, like I said, we were on lockdown. So like I was given so much more time to sit down and really like look at take a look at things and like yeah. there were so many signs like that I couldn't deny that that had to be you know like it was it, it was like god was leading me to this place no matter what it took everything like every like situation like it just led up to like I had I had to be here and like um I within like within the time that I've been here um i've just been a lot more open-minded i started we do a program called godly and gorgeous and i learned so much about like the bible and just certain things and like it's still i like i mean because i my family is still not like religious at all and i think that they think i'm crazy sometimes whenever i'm like well just like let let go and let god like that never that 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 saying never had any meaning to me until i got here um but I get it now, and you know, it's changed my life completely. I like I, I'm, I've never been this happy. I don't even think as a child. I don't think I was this happy. So, um, yeah, and like, uh, well, I actually on Friday I got the keys to my house. Like, I mean, so many things have happened in this. I got here in March. And the the blessings that have been put in my life are just like, I mean, it's just, I, I, I got the RA or resident assistant position while I lived at the mission. And um, now I put in an application and I have an interview here at one o'clock. <laughs> so pray for me. <laughs> but um, for sure I will. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, I love this place and I will, yeah. I, I will always. I just, I, I mean, the changes that it has put in my life and the blessings it's put in my life are just Yay. I mean, I love it wild. so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's wild. I mean, it's good. I mean, because you, know, you can't make it up. I mean, you know, the path that was before you, you couldn't tell somebody that this was going to happen. And, of course, you know, not growing up in a religious family, everybody around you thinks all of a sudden, you know, you're weird or you're different or something. And you got to, you know, sort of fight that with with yourself before you even, you know, come out transparent to those that you love. So you're you know right. fighting battles on all these different levels. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So good. So you, now you've got keys and you're going to be independent. It's wild. 
<laughs> I have both of my kids, and I'm going to, like, I mean, it's just crazy to me. I've got a three-bedroom house. Um, <laughs> I mean, I just, I never could have imagined. Yeah. So, I mean, even well, people people that were in the programs with me before, like the, the ones that I was in before I came to this one, um, they move here and they're like, Brittany, like, you're so different. Like, I, like, and like, it's not just me. Like, it's, it's, no, I don't know. I love this well, place. Okay. <laughs> that's good. Okay. So Brittany, yeah. uh, clearly you have let go and let God in your life. And that's really the oh, best absolutely. thing. Outstanding. Well, thanks enough a lot. I mean, seriously, you made my day by hearing that story. So good. I really appreciate the transparency. Good for you. Praying for you. Go and get that. What's ahead of yours. All right. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Yeah. Hey, hey, okay. So you hear that story and uh, Dean, I mean, there's somebody who just by the grace of God walking in as COVID's uh, shutting down everything. And uh, Brittany gets in in the nick of time, changed your life for the better forever. Um, that's a great story, isn't it? Oh, it's an absolutely great story. And that is a kind of story that, um, we hear quite often. And, um, which is again, as I said, I think at the beginning, which is, uh, those are the kind of stories that uh, really, you know, get me up in the morning to be able to come to work and be able to do what I do because that's uh, when I think about Brittany and I think about the, you know, where would she have been if the city mission wasn't there? Where would she have gone? Uh, what what would have been the next step for her um, if the city mission wasn't here and if they, our women and children's program wasn't here? Uh, sometimes it, it really challenges me because here they do get the opportunity to hear the message of Christ. They do get the, a chance to really develop a stronger uh, spiritual connection, a stronger relationship with God, and uh, that really does transform and that really does change people's lives. And so uh, hearing her story just uh, gives me the confidence to know that hey, what we're doing, we need to keep doing. And uh, obviously we need uh, many partners to help us to keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you just joined us, this is Bisberg, and uh, the program is sponsored today by City Mission in Washington, Pennsylvania. Look at online, citymission.org, or you want to give uh, City Mission a call at 724-222-8530. That's 724-222-8530. Okay, Dean, so just a few minutes here. Uh, I need to talk to you about you know the engine that's behind all this. Of course, when you hear Brittany's story, there's a lot of different moving parts, but that requires somebody to say, yeah, I can write a check. And of course, you know, this is a, a very uh, expensive thing to operate with the meals and the programs and the job training and the, and all that. Uh, so we're hoping this, that there's somebody who's listening to this program right now and says, yeah, I can help you guys out. I can help you out with some muscle, with some prayer, but especially with financial resources. Talk about that because in this weird COVID era, I mean, your regular funding sources have been sort of shut away. Yeah, this is uh this has been a challenging time for us and uh, uh because you know things that we would do normally that in, in terms of bringing people here do- potential donors to take tours of the mission and to see how you know what we do uh we can't do that right now and so that those, those have been really challenging things for us uh, events that we normally would have uh, like we in February coming up in 2021 Normally, right now, we would be uh, preparing for that and, and for a sweet Sunday uh, to come up. And so now we're thinking about, how, are we even able, going to be able to do that? Are we going to have to do something uh, in a, a, like a virtual event? 
But one of the things is this, and I know people sometimes think that, you know, uh, organizations such as ours, um, you know, there's government funding that supports us or uh, monies that come through our medical clinic, things like that. Well, uh, none of that happens. Uh, this mission runs uh, solely on the goodwill of people who believe in what we're doing, uh, really care about their, their community and about the people that find themselves in situations just like Brittany uh, and many, many, many others just like her uh, that really want to make sure that they have food and shelter and programming that's going to help them really change their lives and get them back into society as healthy members of our of our society. So uh, so we were asking, and I ask all the time, hey, listen, uh, if you're really looking for a place that uh, gets results and uh, uh, that your donation really does uh, um produce well and you get a great return on your investment uh the city mission i i really hope they consider city mission as part of their philanthropy dollars as they move into this uh holiday season i'm into that well dean friend thanks so much really um to hear Brittany's story and to know the work that you do day to day uh it's just really greatly encouraging to me and i hope that our audience feels that as well because you know the cover's been lifted off of addiction and so uh people who used to be alcoholics and addicts in secret. I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, most of us know someone uh, who's been impacted by this. So uh, really just the, the excellent work you're doing. I greatly admire the work. So thanks for being with us here today. Well, thank you, John, for having me. So you hear Dean's work, uh, you hear Brittany's story, and we would equip and encourage you right now to say yes to city mission seven, two, four, two, 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 eighty five, thirty. I mean, these are odd times, and I know people are hidden away in the darkness and their fear with their addictions and their anxieties. So reach out. Uh, be a part of City Mission and the excellent work that they do online at citymission.org. Always a great pleasure to be with you. Thanks so much. God be with you. Have yourself a great day.